The following program was paid for by Wealth Management Group, LLC. Michael Bonacorso and Douglas Chapman are registered representatives offering securities through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. LPL Financial is under separate ownership from any other named entity. 1199 Raritan Road, Clark, New Jersey, 07066. For a comprehensive review of your personal tax or legal situation, always consult with a tax or legal advisor. Neither LPL Financial nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice. The views depicted in this material are for informational purposes only and are not necessarily those of LPL Financial. They should not be considered specific advice or recommendations for any individual. The views and opinions expressed on your financial future are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this station. Management has not investigated the claims made in the commercials that may air during this program. As always, it is advisable to consult a professional before making a major financial decision. Welcome to the show. In three, two, Wow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Your Financial Future. My name is Doug Chapman. My partner is Mike Bonacorso. What's going on there, Michael? Uh, not much, Doug. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Hey, doing great, man. It's, uh, we are, we're done with February. Hmm. Okay. Good, and, um, good point. We had actually had a bonus day in February this year, right? It was, it was the fourth year bonus day, bonus yeah. day year, yep. extra day in the year this year. Extra yeah. day of winter. Yep. No, like yeah. we needed that. Like we needed an extra day yeah. of winter. You know my theory. We're through to winter now. Yeah, December, no, I know. De- December, January, February, it's over. Why didn't Leap Year want to add a day to like August? Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> oh, but you hate August too. What yeah. am I talking about? Uh, June. You, June. June. June would be good. June would be good. So um, here we are. We, we, uh, we're done with February and up month for the markets. Yeah. You know, so far, two months in already, if you can believe that, right? It seems like we just started the new year, and the markets are definitely hanging in. You know, there's no doubt about it. And, um, you know, uh, a- after what we've said was a very good year of, of 2023, 2024 is certainly holding its ground. Yeah, it is holding its ground. A um, little concerned, honestly, myself, because it's being led by, you know, a few companies right now. It's not it's not very broad-based, so that always concerns concerns you but you know there's been points of time when the market's been led by a few companies for a while and then all of a sudden it becomes broad-based so you know we're going to see what's happening out there and see how that goes but we also got a um a a better than we've gotten recently inflation report in this week and seems to be you know cooling down a bit yeah and i think doug the real question is you know inflation's cooling down and we're done with hiking the interest rates you know that's what it seems. And I think the next leg is when do we start seeing interest rates get cut? Uh, my opinion, I don't think the Fed's in any rush to do that. I think there's people out there that think, oh, they're going to start cutting rates immediately. I don't think we're seeing that. Certainly not to the second half of the year. And, you know, just like all these other predictions that are out there, and that's all they are is predictions, like they kept predicting there's a recession. There's a recession. We're getting hit next summer. It was last summer. Then it was the end of the year. Then it's this year. You know, I think that could be the case with interest rates at this time. I think eventually we're going to get to rate cuts, but I don't know if it's just going to be they're going to sprint off and do that because I don't know if we're necessarily there yet. I mean, don't you kind of feel like we're in a no news is good news kind of mode right now? It's kind of blah out there as far as economic news. Um, Yeah. And yes, I do. And the, you know, the inflation number that just came out was, in my opinion, pretty good news. Uh, Definitely indication that we're heading in the right direction as far as that's concerned. But I do believe that 
with all the noise, if you will, for lack of a better way to put it, over the last year and a half or two years regarding interest rate increases and inflation and all that, a good quiet period, to your point of the no news is good news, I think is very good for the overall economy as well as could be very good for the markets. Yeah, you're right, Doug. I mean, you know, it's true what you're saying, what you think about it. It was like they're raising rates, raising rates, raising rates, and then all of a sudden everybody's on the mode now of, well, they're going to start cutting rates immediately. And I think there's going to be a flat period, you know, where really nothing takes place. And like you said, I think that could bode very well for the markets, right? There's nothing jumping off the front page, hopefully. And uh, we'll see. Certainly the first two months of the year have been okay for the markets. You know, there's nothing really negative, much to talk about when it comes as markets go. When was the last time they raised interest rates? They raised? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Me neither. Yeah. To your point, we may be in that flat period already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not we're not going into it. We're we're here. We're in a, I'm going to call it a, a steady and stable interest rate environment right now. And, you know, one of the things, though, that is concerning, Mike, you start to look at it now, home, new home, home demand is plummeting. So, you know, that's really, you know, something that you got to keep an eye on and see what's going on out there, because that's where your interest rates are really going to start to take hold. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know, what's interesting, Doug, is is history has really been a little bit different this time around, right? With the hikes in the interest rates and all that going on, people thought the real estate market was going to collapse, and it certainly hasn't, right? So when you hear, you know, I had a young couple in the other night. They were telling me stories about friends that were trying to buy and getting outbid on every house, going higher than asking type of thing. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, how the real estate market it kind of survived through the first end of the cycle. We'll see if it holds up, though. That, that, that's that's the, it. That's the real question. And, of course, there's also corporate real estate out there, which people have been saying it's going to collapse for a while now. But we need to wait and see what happens also. You mean like uh, commercial real estate? Commercial, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, that's – it's interesting to see. And there's a lot of things – and this is why it's so important to be able to have somebody on your side that pays attention and understands what's going on out there because it's not – always the same as it was last time no and and this time and there are times when it is the same as it was previously but this is one of those times where it's not like it was previously we are seeing significant interest rate increases what we saw significant interest rate increases but what we did not see is an increase in unemployment now that is historically unusual that because you would historically get an increase in interest rates like we've recently gotten and that would create an unemployment circumstance, which would in turn create that nasty word that people you know, were expecting a recession. That's not happening right now. And one of the reasons is, is because the labor market is shrunk. And that there's, you know, if somebody gets, loses a job someplace, there's another job if they want it waiting for them seemingly immediately. Yeah, you're right, Doug. And, you know, that, that was well 
broken down by you because when you think about it, you're right. In the past, pass-through tells your rates go, jobs go, recession, and it didn't happen this time. This wasn't an old school, you know, type of recession or, you know, period or anything like that. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say it again, and, and don't ask me to explain it because we could be here for three days, but blame it on COVID. You oh, know, well, like this whole thing that took place, Doug, with the job market and, and the, the excess money being pumped into the economy and just people not working and just every little aspect economically you can think that COVID affected us. Mm-hmm. I blame it all on COVID. Yeah, I'm not, and I know that's the easy way out because everybody blamed everything on COVID. Well, but, you know what I'm saying? But it's a reasonable in this circumstance. It's a very reasonable explanation, and it's a very reasonable, plausible, I guess, explanation when you take your time and you go and you look at it. First of all, is one of the reasons that we saw inflation at the rate we did is because, and economics 101 will tell you this: we flooded dollars into the marketplace, yeah. and listen. If before COVID a pencil was worth a dollar and there were only certain amount of dollars that are available and now there's double the amount of dollars available, the pencil has to be worth $2 in that circumstance in order for everything to stay the same. Okay? Because if you doubled the amount of money in supply, and I know we didn't double the money in supply. I'm using this for explanation purposes. But if you double the money in supply, the price of your goods have to increase 100% for them to remain at a consistent value that they were prior to introducing those dollars into the, uh, into the flow of money in the United States or the globally for that matter. So that's you know one reason why we knew that this was going to happen. And everybody said as soon as they released all that money into the markets, into the economy during COVID – to keep the economy flowing, if you will, which is kind of funny, keep the economy flowing if they shut everything down, right? So it was like, right? right? So it didn't. So what they did is they over flooded with dollars that were needed. They put too much money into the system. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? Two things is that I almost feel like that money being pumped into the system took the market out of its natural course. So maybe there would have been a downturn or yep. a slow period, and it kind of propped it up, if it makes sense. And I think the other thing that's interesting about it, so the economy does that, the whole, that kind of affects jobs. But I, I, I think, I know I've said it on the show, I saw the Fed chairman speaking, I don't know if it was on 60 Minutes, I'm not really sure, I forget where. And he actually pointed to one of the areas that triggered inflation was the chips were not being manufactured for cars. Yeah. And, and that spiked, and that had a big play into the inflationary cycle. Well, everything. So, so there was COVID with its hand in. People weren't working. Factories were shut down. Chip shortage. But to the other side, the government dumps all money into the economy and keeps the economy pr- propped up. And then you say, okay, interest rates go up, but there's, there isn't a re- you know, the job market doesn't collapse, and there isn't a recession. There you go. You know what I'm saying? There's some, you know, you know, A plus B plus C, you know what I'm saying, type of math going on there. And, and and that's how I see it, and I know you see it the same way. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's very interesting. You know, it's a good topic to talk about, and I enjoy talking about it because, you know, I just enjoy analyzing this kind of stuff. But you look at the amount of money that they pumped in to keep the economy going, but like I said earlier, but they closed businesses. So, you know, you, you weren't allowed to go to a restaurant, but they gave you plenty of money to go to a restaurant, but you couldn't go to a restaurant. So what happened? People stockpiled cash, mm-hmm. all right? That's, you know, when we came out of COVID, I think it was Jamie Diamond 
who came on, who was out, you know, talking, and he's the uh, he's the uh, the head of uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, right? And he was out there saying the amount of money that people have in their savings and banks accounts right now is at an all time high. They they just they were given money. They really couldn't go out and spend it at the rate that they it was given to them. So they saved it. And it went into their, you know, into their banking accounts. And then when we came out of COVID and you were allowed to go and do things again, then those people had all that extra money to get out there and spend. And so while it didn't have the impact, I think, that they initially intended to keep the economy going while COVID was because there was no place to spend your money, it really boosted the economy after, you know, everybody got freed up because everybody had all this extra money and this pent up demand. And, you know, what's what's the American way you spend your money? Yeah. And I just want to give one example of right. Forget the money the government gave us for free that propped everybody up. If you took one aspect of commuting to work every day mm-hmm. and how people weren't commuting to work. And what I mean by commuting, gasoline spent, right. tolls parking uh mm-hmm. um however you know what i'm saying you, you however get, you got to work right and you added that up a day of what was not being spent and being saved by all of us mm-hmm. that alone is probably a small fortune sure you, nevertheless you're not going out to dinner and you weren't going to the movies and you weren't going to you know wherever your entertainment may be just the people not going to work and the lunches and the cup of coffee in the morning. We touched on all this back in COVID. I remember saying, right. you know, people aren't stopping for the cup of coffee on their way to the work. You know, just crazy, crazy numbers when you think about what was saved in addition to what was given to everybody to help them. Yeah, but you know what the funny thing about all that money that was saved and in the banks? Yeah. It's gone. Well, obviously. Right. That's why the economy flourished. That's why right. unemployment didn't crash, you know, crash. And they spent it, it. Yeah. I mean, this is a conversation about where we are and why we're here today. Yeah. You know, and so. So here we are, and I think that they're kind of getting inflation under control. And I and I listen, I say they're kind of getting inflation under control. It seems like it's under control. I mean, they increased interest rates and that's what they had to do. And we had to live with it. It's the only way to slow down inflation. That's it. The only way. Yeah. So, you know, we're getting to the point now where, um, as you said earlier, what's the next movement in interest rates? And it's probably down. And I don't think it's until the second half of the year, though. I don't think that we're I think we're staying. I think we're Mm -hmm. staying where we are, you know, for for a period of time right here. And, you know, the other thing, Mike, just bouncing back to the housing market is that this was a while ago. I don't know if this this stat is still holding. I believe that it probably is is that 60 percent of the homes in this country were either mortgage free or with a mortgage below four percent i mean you really got to entice somebody to get out of their house if they're sitting with a mortgage that's below four percent yeah absolutely the swap out doesn't make sense right to say i'll sell this and go get a higher higher charge mortgage uh it's not really making sense also the prices of rentals went through the roof. Yeah. So, so if you're an elderly couple and you were thinking about getting out of your home and sometimes they talk about, well, maybe we'll sell and just go rent. All of a sudden you start doing the comparables. If we're paying this in rent and we're just staying here, we're better off staying in our own home. Yeah. Th- th- those conversations took place over the last few years. Sure have. Sure have. You know, so it's a dynamic. It definitely is a dynamic time that certainly requires skillful management 
and you know people paying attention to what's going on out there it doesn't necessarily mean you need to make wholesale changes but you probably should be looking at what's going on and seeing if like we are definitely in a different phase here right now and you have to ask yourself as you know somebody who's responsible for the family money and you know whatever you are you doing the right things and you know i had some conversations with some people this past week that i want to talk about because there's something that triggered in my head again that i'm seeing and I want to talk to the listeners about it because I think that it's I know it's problematic. You're going to when I tell you what it is, it's it's going to you're going to understand it's problematic. And I think that we need to to do that. So let's hop to a break. And when we come back. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, an issue that I see out there that we got to take care of. Sound good. Sounds great. All right, We'll be right back. folks. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. Have you been listening to Doug and Mike for some time now and have been contemplating scheduling an appointment with them? Does what they talk about make sense to you and you believe some of it applies to you? Do you think it's time to either start paying attention to your money or get a second opinion on what you're already doing? Well, great news for you. Doug and Mike offer complimentary consultations with no cost or obligation to the listeners of your financial future. That's right. A no cost or obligation consultation with the hosts of your financial future to discuss what's important to you in a private and confidential meeting. It couldn't be any easier. Just pick up the phone right now and call 855-262-3722. Leave your name and phone number and either Doug or Mike will personally call you to set a time to get together. The number again is 855-262-3722. That's 855-262-3722. Doug and Mike will explain things in an easy-to-understand fashion and work with you to help you accomplish your goals. Whether you want to plan for income at retirement, learn investing strategies, save for college, plan for a special needs child, or anything else related to your money, they are ready to help. Your financial future has been on the air for 25 years. These guys have experience and wisdom to help. Take advantage of this generous offer to get together and have a complimentary consultation with no obligation. You have to take the first step and simply make the call. So call now to 855-262-3722. That's 855-262-3722. Don't put it off any longer. Call 855-262-3722. Folks, welcome back to the show, and we're glad that you're investing some of your time here with us. And Mike and I come out here this week and every week to talk to you about financial stuff. And we say financial stuff because we'll talk to you about anything that has to do with your money to see if we can help guide you in the right direction to accomplishing your goals and objectives. Now, Mike, I've had conversations with some people recently, and something is rearing its head again that we've seen over and over and over again. And one of the things is that people have a lot of what I'm going to call neglected or retired retirement accounts. And this is very, very problematic. And it doesn't matter the size of the account, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's a $50,000 account. It's a $500,000 account. It's a $5 million account. A neglected retirement account 
is not a very, very smart thing or a good thing for people to be doing. Because remember, folks, I want to remind you of something. There's only two sources of income in this, you know, to be had out there. It's people at work, and that means you go to work and you generate a paycheck. And there's money at work. So your money is creating an income for you. And when one of those stops, the other one's got to pick up the difference. So when you want to stop working, the people at work part, your money at work needs to be ready to go for you. And, Mike, I've seen it, conversations with people this week, you know, and it's funny how things go in waves around the, you know, around the office, but people have told me about, oh, I have this old retirement account sitting there, and I'm really, I, I don't even know what's going on with it. Correct. And, Doug, uh, that's more often than not. I will say that when I meet new new clients, new potential clients, that are, you know. And the funny thing is they'll guess at a number of how much they think it's worth. Yep. And when they unmask it, it's not even close to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know? So it just, it just, it's strange that you could forget about that sum of money in my eyes. You, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Proper management, the whole thing, getting it ready for retirement. That's all check, check, check. You have to, you know, that's, that's to me, that's just common sense. But it just, I, I just find it, when you just boil it down and you don't know how much money, you know, it's like saying, oh, I don't know. I have a bank account somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I haven't checked it. I haven't paid attention to it. I, I don't know. I think there's $20,000 in there. Yeah. So you, Mike, you know, you know, there's a couple of things I think happen, right? And there's a couple of reasons that I've gathered from speaking with people in the, in the past as to what goes wrong here, what goes awry is a lot of people, it's not uncommon when people come in and they'll have a spreadsheet of assets, right? They'll have it spreadsheeted out or, or what have you. But the, the values in a lot of the accounts are outdated. And I think that one of the things that happens is that people at some point in time elect, elect to have electronic delivery of their statements and maybe have switched their email address mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. don't go into that old email mm-hmm. address. So... And they forget about it. And this is why, even for myself, I mean, people may think it's crazy. I get paper statements sent to my house, right? Even if they're going to charge me a dollar surcharge, mm-hmm. wherever it is, I get paper statements sent to my house because it reminds people to open it. I just believe in that. And I think that that's one of the big factors. If people sign up for electronic delivery and it just kind of, they don't open it. It just doesn't just doesn't register. Yeah, and, and, and there's also, Doug, you know, when you talk about old retirement plans and old retirement plans from jobs to start there, people move. Yep. Okay. And, and they, you know, I'm not used to seeing a statement or a, I don't know, or you're disinterested. And next thing you know, you move and you forget to, to change it. And, you know, the forwarding address is finally done. And now what? You know, I've seen that too, that, it, you know, goes back in such time that, they didn't change their forwarding address, quite frankly. Sure. And more than a handful of times, Mike, we've had people come in with a spreadsheet set up, and they had account values, and they tell us it's not really up to date. We're like, okay, but you're going to need to get us statements on those, and you know, you need to get us up-to-date values and so we can really make good recommendations. And you know, they, they say, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And then you reach back out to them and say, okay, guys, you know, did, did you do it? Uh, oh, no, no. Okay, what, did you do it? Uh, no, 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 no. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. And, and I just don't understand, to me, 
why, especially after coming in and, and meeting with us and bringing it to your attention, we're like, why wouldn't you be motivated to go out there and, and, and track that down? Yeah. And, 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 you know, Doug, it's, it's, I get it. People procrastinate. People want to put off, oh, I got to track this down or I got to make a call and I know I'm going to be on hold and I get, you know, whatever, whatever demons are dancing through your mind, if you will. Mm -hmm. Okay. But at the end of the day, it's your money. Right. I, I, I mean, money's really important. Yeah. Pe you know, people do tougher for less, if that makes sense to mm -hmm. you. You know, I, I don't get it. And and, you know, just uh, I, I mean, I guess it is what it is. And, and you know, I I think, Doug, the problem is people live their lives. I'll cross that bridge when the time comes. So in other words, like, OK, I'm working. Paycheck came in. I paid the electric bill. I paid the cable bill. We groceries on the table yeah i know i left eighty thousand dollars behind i left x behind i'll get to it in some day yeah D does that make sense to you yep and then you know what happens is that maybe then that somehow gets sheeted over to the state as unclaimed funds and then once it goes over as unclaimed funds you do not get a statement from anybody on it they turn that money over to the state you don't get any money i mean you You'd be amazed. People got to go out there and they need to search for their, you know, their unclaimed assets because it happens all the time. And, you know, I've done it several times for clients and on occasion have found money, unclaimed assets for a client or for um, a client had somebody in their family pass away, a mom or a dad. And you go and you look and it's like, hey, you know, they they had this bank account over here. And sometimes it's only a couple of thousand dollars, but it's a couple thousand dollars. You sure. know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's a lot of money. Yeah, for various reasons, inactivity, uh, leaving old accounts behind, uh, tr transfer of money, not taking all your money. Money can go to to the state and you know the unclaimed, you know, uh, right funds. So that's another big thing. But nonetheless, Doug, I mean, folks, I mean, I, I guess the message here is is like you gotta have your arms around it all, right? If you feel like you can't do that. You need to get somebody that can do it for you and, and, and have their arms and have an accounting and almost keep and help keep an inventory. I know one of the big things that we do when people become clients is we almost have an inventory of everything that they have. You, mm -hmm. you know, it, not almost. We do. Right. And, and and, you know, there's times I'll say to people, oh, the last time you were in, you told me about this yeah. or you told me about that that has nothing to do with us what's that value now? And I, and I say, we, we track it. Is it, is it going higher? How much is it worth? How does it play into your plan for various financial reasons? You got to have your arms around your entire inventory. Right. And your inventory being money. Yeah. And you know, what's really, really cool, Mike, is that with all the new improved enhancements and advancements in technology that we now have at our fingertips and things that we can do for people is that, one of the really good things is allowing people to have a portal where they can just link everything in, like to keep everything in one place. And I'm going to tell you something. When you come in and you, and you have us set that up for you, I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, it's life-changing. And the reason that it's life-changing is for at any time, it's for very few people out there right now who are listening, who ever have the capability to log into one place and see everything that they own, whether it's with us 
or not with us, whether it's a 401k at work, whether it's a an investment account at someplace else, whether it's a bank account, and you can log it in and you can see your true net worth right in front of you, that makes a big, huge, huge difference. And what I think that it does for a lot of people, Mike, is it adds a level of confidence that they didn't have before where a lot of people, as you know as well as I know, are so financially uncertain that it's it's overwhelming for a lot of people. And we want to take that financial uncertainty away from you and give you the ability to see it all and maybe even feel better about your overall financial situation. Yeah, you know, it really is inspiring, you know, when you see everything piled up or, you know, we'll go through how much somebody's net worth is by gathering all their assets and saying, you have this, you have that, I have this, and kind of listing it all out or have a spot that they can go and see it all. Uh, yeah, to me, it's motivating. You know, it's it, it, it's a great positive reinforcement for people in their financial in their financial you know abilities. You know, I I, I just feel it that way. So I was uh, Tuesday, I think I was talking to one of our clients on the phone uh, who was who's doing a great thing. He's opening uh, Roth IRAs for his children who work this year, right? So, uh, great great thing to do for people. So, folks, let that you know register for you. You can, uh, you can help your, your children or your grandchildren. There's still time before tax filing to do that, but that's what I was talking to him about. But he said, oh, by the way, I want to let you know something. The new website is phenomenal. It is so much better than before. It's so easy to use. I love it. You know, it, it's really, really great. And just, you know, unsolicited, out of nowhere, uh, you know, he told me that. And that was, you know, good to hear because that's what we're looking for in the improvement and the change that we made. Sure, absolutely. You know, and, and that's why we do the things that we do. Yeah. So, you know, getting back to, you know, allowing your money to become lazy for you, you, you really can't do that. I mean, it's your money, right? You have say over it. So you need to make sure that it's working as hard for you as it possibly can and making sure that it's part of a productive overall retirement income strategy or a lifestyle maintaining plan, something that you have designed where you say, I want to make sure that when I'm not working anymore that I've got enough income coming through the door. I saw a report this week put out by uh, J.P. Morgan. It's called Guide to Retirement. And, Mike, the number of people who have a pension plan now, the percentage of people who have a a pension plan is single digits now. Sure. It's funny. You were saying it, and my mind's racing, like almost guessing to it. And I was like, under 10%. I believe the number was six. I don't have it right in front of me right now, but I believe the number was six. You can almost name the industries we're in not much after that. Right. You know, and that's... And that's what's really very different between retirement today and retirement back when, you know, our grandparents retired and, you know, for a lot of people, our parents retired, that they had a pension coming through. And now it's now it's you're on your own to go out and do that. And that's one of the things that we, you know, help people do is have a level of confidence going into their retirement years, knowing that. You know, okay, their company doesn't provide them with a pension, but you've got an income plan set up where, you know, you have a high level of confidence that your income is going to continue for your entire lifetime. Yeah, it's funny, too, Doug. Uh, Here's another one I got hit with this week, speaking of, like, that type of stuff. Again, and many times a year get this, is people saying they're going to take our Social Security away from us. Yeah. That's such a fear that's out there. You know, it's like it's amazing how many people – think that or believe that or, or, or doing things because they think it's going to be taking away. And it was somebody that was making that. And I forget the exact position. 
um, making a decision on turning on Social Security, when and stuff. And I said, do not make the decision on the government's going to take your Social yeah. Security away. I said, please that, do it based upon, you know, numbers, age, job, you know, retirement jobs. Do not make it on something that you think that may drastically happen to all of us. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, that's a poor decision. Yeah, it, it definitely is. You know, as a matter of fact, Mike, in the next segment, maybe we ought to talk a little bit about that, about yeah. Social Security and, and the approach to that, because we always get questions on that, yeah. you know. So uh, so let's do that. But for right now, do you have anything you want to add in this segment? No, I'm good. Thank you. All right, let's hop to a break, and we will be right back, folks. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. If you have a retirement plan with your former employer, you may be wondering what to do with your money. For many people, this is confusing and sometimes gets to the point where you don't even explore what is available to you. Well, we have some good news for you. The two guys you are listening to right now, Doug and Mike, have been helping people to understand what their options are for decades. They offer complimentary consultations with no cost or obligation to the listeners of this show. That includes you. These two guys are regular people who just happen to understand the use of money and how to analyze financial information. They explain things in simple and easy to understand ways to help you to understand any recommendations. Wealth Management Group has offices and meeting facilities throughout the area and even make good old-fashioned house calls. So pick up the phone and call 855-262-3722. That's 855-262-3722 to see what they have to say about that old retirement plan you have sitting around and the options that you have for those funds. That's 855-262-3722. Call now. You're listening to Your Financial Future with Doug Chapman and Mike Bonacorso. What we try to do is educate people about money, motivate them to do planning, and make it as easy as possible to implement. As creative thought leaders in the financial industry, Doug and Mike design strategies for people to help them live comfortable financial lives. For the most part, every client is different. But one common similarity is that people want simple ways to accomplish their goals and someone to show them how to do it. That's exactly what we do. In addition to hosting this radio show, Doug and Mike personally help people with their money and create simple strategies for them to help reduce taxes, maximize Social Security, make smart money decisions, and have income for retirement. They can always be reached at 855-262-3722. That's 855-262-3722. Always feel free to give them a call at 855-262-3722. You deserve to have the help. All right, folks, welcome back and glad that you're investing some of your time here with us. And, uh, you know, Mike, it's it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time of year. It's just, you know, everything that's going on with Wealth Management Group, we're, you know, we're really excited about our, our improved and new, you know, capabilities. And, I, I mean, I think we were really good before. I think we're really excellent now. And, you know, it's just – it's it, it, I'm just – I'm excited. You know, I am really excited. And, and I want to help as many people, you know, as we can help. 
Yeah, it, listen, I mean, you know, for lack of better words, it's it's an exciting, it's a crazy time of year. There's there's a ton going on, you know what I'm saying? This is kind of, I've always said, the financial sweet spot of the year, right? Uh, you know, you're, you're kind of quiet with the holidays. So the, yep. that, you know, you're, you're not in the summertime, the, the vacations and all that. So this is really the, the what I call the financial time of the year. And uh, yeah, I mean, at Wealth Management, we are absolutely rocking it and busy you know what it's a great time of year to do now mike is reviewing the impact of your savings and investments on your taxes sure it is the perfect time of year to do that right everybody's getting their 1099s their w-2s you know their k-1s whatever it is that you're getting in that indicates you know something that you need to drop onto your tax return now is a great time to sit down with us and have us do a tax analysis for you on your overall situation and see where you're at. And, you know, it's interesting. This year, for the first time in about 15 years, on uh, my estimation, you're seeing 1099s with interest income that's pretty substantial because of the because of the increase in interest rates. And that was something you and I, every week on the show, we're, we're pounding the table saying, Folks, the, the lazy money, the money that's that's not producing you any interest income, you need to do something about it. And and I think people that did, again, you kind of get lost during the year. But when you see it on the ten ninety nine, saying, "Oh, I made you know make believe three hundred and eighty dollars on that on that account." Congratulations. Well, you know what else, Mike, you know, is that there's nice. bigger numbers than that that are coming down the pipe for well, people. But but yeah. You okay. Well, but I was going to say this, but. I think some people are going to find that their Social Security is taxable this year on a percentage that it hasn't been taxed in the past because of the good fortune of getting interest rates. So now isn't that isn't that something interesting? You were really excited because your bank account started getting competitive interest rate. Now your Social Security is taxable. I'm going to give you a better one. Go ahead. 2024 the end of this year, the tax returns that are due next April. Yep. That's the one people are going to scream about. Why? Cap gains were not that bad on investments last year. Mm -hmm. We had a booming year in the market. A lot of that tax got pushed to yep. managers are going to do their things during 2024. If the market holds and has another nice year, you know cap gains are going to be way up. Interest rates are not falling anytime soon, so they're going to keep getting their their interest income. Yep. That's going to be the one where people say, I don't get it, what happened? Yeah, and so here's an opportunity that we're telling you right now to be proactive about it. Let us do, you know, uh, you know, an analysis of your portfolio, you know, for your taxable accounts versus your tax-deferred versus your non-taxable accounts and see where you're at and see if some, you know, some structuring – can you know put you in a better circumstance tax wise because at the end of the day it's not what you make it's what you keep right right yeah so that's not it's not what you make it's what you keep so at if that's what we're at a dollar to loss to taxation is a dollar loss forever yeah. right yeah and, and you know doug i could see on this show next september october november being the the topic over that type of stuff you mm -hmm. know, tax strategies and what are you doing in your investments and are, are you offsetting any losses and and that usual talk that we have getting ready for your end and, and, and well said doug you know 
because of people's carelessness or laziness, not yep. to be overly negative on people, but you know, basically you're being lazy and choosing to, to not do certain things in your financial world. One is avoid tax taxation, not breaking the tax law, but doing things under the code that you should be doing, mm-hmm. getting more income on, you know, lazy money. These are things that we just see people cycle through lazy time after time and time, and they refuse to do something. And it adds up at the end, at the end of the day, at the end of the year, it adds up because I hate to say you're lazy. Well, Mike, you know, it's now's a time. And I'm going to give you, I'll give you an example of something I was very annoyed about this week is I went to the bank to buy a CD. Okay. And they had a rate for a CD, and they had a rate for a new money CD. Yeah. I lost my mind. Yeah. So I said, so my money's been here at the bank, and now I want to move it from the savings account to a CD. And I've been a loyal customer, and you're not going to give me that new money CD rate? You're like, no, sir, I can't. I'm not allowed to. It has to be new money. That's not at the bank. And I'll tell you what, you want to you want to create, you know, lack of loyalty. So what I did is I then shopped around for other banks that had new money enhanced CD rates, and my money came out of that bank yeah. and it went over to the other bank. Yeah, that 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 I don't know if they're still doing it or, or certain banks do it. I, I'm not going to speak to that, but. I do remember there was a time that if your six-month CD came due and you just did zero and let it roll over, Mm -hmm. it was renewing at a lower rate than if you went down to the bank and said, what are your rates? I need to do something better. Right. And at that time, it wasn't so much of, oh, you got to move the money out of the bank. It was almost like. You know, the person helping said, well, here's what we got to do. We got to close out the other one, and I got to sit here and type up a new one. And you had a new account number, and, and you got another fresh six months. I mean, I think it was just like right. gimmicking the system, if you will. For that's like, exactly that, what it that's was. That's how right? I looked at it, you know. But it was – and to me, I thought that was your loyal client. Right. You're right. getting over on. I, I, I never understood that. Right. And what business can you do that? Apparently, the banking business, and also, you know who else does it and annoys me every year, too? The gyms. How? The, in January, they always offer yeah. a better rate, Yeah. right? And if you've been there and you're like at, you just make up a number, 25 bucks a month, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, for new members only, $15 a month. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Right? Really? I mean, seriously? But that's just the way it goes, right? That's when I throw a quick 20 pounds on and I come back in a month. (laughs) (laughs) So, but in all seriousness, like I could have been lazy and not done anything about it. Yeah. But I chose not to be. Well, and listen, I I mean, you're a student of the game. You know, you're you're sitting on here bringing awareness. You're sitting here harping it right now. Of course, that's what you were going to do. Right. But, you know, and and I want to emphasize to the people that, but a lot of people don't have time to do it. And what they don't understand is that we can help them do it. Like we can do research for you on that you know and and help you along and you know we can even offer cds in many circumstances to people and you know so it's something that we can look at and pay attention to because you know you gotta you gotta fight for your dollars out there there's no doubt about it you may mean you went to work 
you know, you go to work. There's days when you don't feel good and you go to work. There's days when you're just dog tired and you go to work. You work hard for your money. And, you know, it's really important to have somebody like us working hard for you to make sure your money keeps working, to manage your money for you. It's funny, Doug. I'm glad you brought this topic up today because I know, and I know there's probably even clients listening right now to us that told me about when I talked to them about interest rates and they said, oh, I had a C- I have a CD coming due, you know, in a month or whatever, and I'm going to renew it. And I've said to them, make sure you get verified that just letting it get go, you're not getting a lower rate that they're going to give you the higher, you know, that you get the best rate possible. I said, sure. Take the time and drive down there and ask that question. Mm-hmm. And if they say, oh, no, 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 whatever the going rate is, you know, you'll get it renewed, then great. You don't need to do anything on renewal day. But exactly what you were talking about, I know I've said that to clients numerous times. Be aware of that. You're going to relock at a lower rate. Well, Mike, you had a client in uh, Days Fly. I don't remember if it was this week or last week when you had a conversation with them about, you know, idle money that's sitting in the bank mm-hmm. and what's the purpose of it. Yeah. And, you know, should we look for different options and opportunities for yeah. these funds, you know, keeping them safe and, you know, just... Yeah. Should we look at and and you did the research for the person and you found out with a good alternative that was satisfactory to them. And, you know, it's really and even if it's just, you know, one percent extra in interest, I mean, it's one percent. If you've got one hundred thousand dollars and you're getting one percent extra interest, that's a thousand extra dollars. Yeah. And and, and that's what I'm alluding to about the ten ninety nines and all is that people don't think of it but then also when they get a statement at the end of the year and they see it's a 1099 and oh you made a thousand dollars on that hundred thousand dollars you say wow okay you know a thousand dollars is a nice sounding number to anybody you know and i i just you know Doug, I, it's almost i don't know if it's an accountability a financial accountability or you just get lost in the everyday life you know what i'm saying but these are just little common things that we're trying to bring to your attention this week. Sure. And to the statement that you just made, you know, they look like, OK, I made three thousand dollars on that hundred thousand. But when we have conversations with you, we say, would you like to make four thousand on it instead of three thousand? Mm-hmm. You know, would you like to make five thousand on it instead mm-hmm. of three thousand? You know, we, we don't know. We have to. It's every marketplace is dynamic the interest rate marketplace is also dynamic too and you know it's at that point in time when you see what's available but there's you know many many circumstances where you know let's same you got the same hundred thousand dollars you know sitting there let it do more for you and listen i don't care we've had clients where it's a hundred thousand five hundred thousand five million right it doesn't you know there's opportunity out there and listen I don't necessarily know that I agree it's the right thing or the wrong thing, but in many circumstances when we're getting to uh, dollar amounts above, you know, higher dollar amounts, the, 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 the 250, the 500 to 5 million, there's better interest rates to be had out there. Absolutely. You know, so it's just, it takes, it takes the time, and that is one of the things that, you know, we look at with you guys. And I know we started this conversation by saying that, a tax review of your financial situation right now, and I'm not talking about necessarily the income tax, you know, return per se, just maybe the 1099s and stuff. Show us what you got and, you know, give us the accounts and what's the purpose of the money. And let's take a look at it and analyze it for taxability and see if there's some changes or alterations that can be made in order to improve the tax circumstance yeah, right you are Doug. great time of year to sit down and have that conversation and, and see what can be done it's front of mind mike yeah. it really really is and to not do it like i said 
you know, I'm bringing it back again, to, that there's a lot of people who are going to find that their Social Security has become taxable yeah. this year because of that circumstance. And, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Congratulations. You got yourself 5000 10000 extra dollars in interest income. That's the good news. The bad news, it just created, you know, a tax liability on your Social Security. And is there something that we can do to keep that money that productive, keep getting those kinds of rates of return, yep. but maybe not have it fall to the, you know, to impact the Social Security taxation, especially if you're not using the money. Right. Exactly. That's it. I mean, I mean, you, you said it well, Doug. And, and then for the other side of the coin, if you will, for those that are to have lazy assets and not making a. Uh, a significant, a decent return. I think this is, again, front and center, Doug. I think when people see a number, you know, I keep harping about the 1099, but I think when you see the number written down, we say this all the time, we write numbers down, we write, we state goals, we write them down for you. It impacts people more financially. And and I think, again, you know, we talked about it all last year. You need to do something. Nothing's changed. Interest rates are, you know, pretty good right now you need to do something and and doug there's still people you know i'll talk to them and they'll be like oh yeah i know i gotta do something right and you know but do you know what i believe causes that mike is that they that money right now is just sitting and growing for them okay they're not using it it's not dependent upon they're not dependent upon it for income for for current lifestyle support so therefore nah, no big deal but all of a sudden when that you know is they're they're starting to live off the interest income that comes off of it and they're taking it then it is a big deal so what you have to understand and what you have to realize is that if you pay attention to that beforehand like you know don't forget about compounded interest right and I'm just keeping using the number of 100,000. You're 100,000 sitting in the bank, and you got 3% interest on it this year. At the end of the year, you got $103,000, right? Yeah. The next year, you gain interest on that. You know, if you gain the same interest rate on that, you're going to get 3% of $103,000, not yeah. 100000 But if you got 4% interest that previous year, now you're going to get 4% interest on $104,000. Yeah. And this compounds. And you that may not sound like a lot, and it may not yeah. sound like a difference today, and it probably isn't today. But in 10 years from now, it is. And, and again, the, the mind-blowing thing about it is people make other financial decisions about, I'm sick, but I'm going to push myself to go to work. Right. People go to the store and pick up a bag of apples and say, no way, I'm not paying $5.49. Mm-hmm. But if they were $5, I would have bought them, but not five forty nine. Yeah, that's the tipping point. You, you, yep. get, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just that's the human financial mind, though. Right. I mean, that's just the whole psychology of it and, and how people think. And I don't know. All right. Let's hop through a break. We'll be right back, folks. If you have a retirement plan with your former employer, you may be wondering what to do with your money. For many people, this is confusing and sometimes gets to the point where you don't even explore what's available to you. Well, we've got some good news for you. The two guys you are listening to right now, Doug and Mike, have been helping people to understand what their options are for decades. They offer a complimentary consultation with no cost or obligation to the listeners of this show. 
That includes you. These two guys are regular people who just happen to understand the uses of money and how to analyze financial information. They explain things in simple and easy to understand ways to help you to understand any recommendations. Wealth Management Group has offices and meeting faculties throughout the area and even make good old-fashioned house calls. So pick up the phone and call 888-855-262-3722. That's 855-262-3722 to see what they have to say about that old retirement plan you have sitting around and the options that you have for those funds. That's 855-262-3722. Call now. Folks, welcome back to the show. I'm glad that you're investing some of your time here with us. And we're into the last leg of the show here, Mike. And I think that what I'd like to do is just, you know, let's mention a couple of potholes that we've helped people with over the past. Because, you know, financial potholes can cause a lot of problems for people. And there's things that, you know, we'll have conversations with people about. And a lot of things where we don't even provide the solution for, but there's, you know, there's potholes out there. And one of the things that I had a conversation with one of, one of my friends about the other day is that um, their child is first year in college uh, this year, right? And they were allowed where this child's going to school is allowed, freshmen were allowed to take cars, all right? Which is not, not usual, right? Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of schools don't allow a freshman to bring a car. And I said to him, let me ask you a question. Do you inc- increase your liability insurance? He's like, what are you talking about? I go, I know this is a bad topic, and I don't want to hit you on it, but what are you going to do if your son gets into a car accident when he's away at college? And let's just assume for a second that maybe, possibly, he was at a party beforehand. Are you are you adequately covered for that? Do you have umbrella insurance with that? We don't do anything with that. And he's like, what do you? Now he didn't have any idea what I was talking about. Yeah. Like he never heard of an umbrella policy yeah. before. And I said, you know, you got to think about these kinds of things, and that's a potential pothole out there. And I hooked them up with somebody. They, they started, you know, talking. it. And listen, you know as well as I do, umbrella liability policies are not very expensive. No. Right? No. And to be able to avoid, you know, a catastrophe, an unlikely catastrophe, but if it happens, it's a catastrophe, I think it's a smart thing to do. Yeah. And I think that... There's plenty of other potholes that we help people avoid. Go ahead, Michael. No, no. It's just it's funny you said it, but the umbrella, I, I don't know if this is the case anymore because I do have one. Right. Okay. But I remember back in the day, there was auto and homeowners that would say they'll give you a discount if you if you take the umbrella. Oh, well, it, I get it, mine. It, it was almost they made it like, you know, like a financial decision for you that you were completely foolish. Right. Not, not, not to do it. Yep. Yeah. And we and listen, that's, you know, property and casualty insurance. We don't have anything to do with it. Yeah. You know, we can certainly, you know, introduce you to somebody, but it's just watching out for the financial yeah. pitfalls and the potential, you know, places where you can come and run into. Another area that I spoke to somebody about, you know, briefly was uh, uh, young kids are inheriting a house and they were thinking of keeping the home as a rental property. And I said, 
you guys sure that that you know that that you want to do that? And they're like, well, well, we think so. And I said, well, well how are you going to own the house? They're like, oh, we're going to own it. And I go, well, that's a big mistake right there. Yeah. And I said, why? And I said, well, do you understand if somebody gets hurt at that rental property, now your assets are all exposed to lawsuit. You know, they were young. They didn't know any yeah. better. Like, huh? You know, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, that's the, the, these are great points, Doug, you know, that, that you're bringing up. These are, you know, on the, on the uh, you know, liability side of insurance that you're bringing up, something that we don't have anything to do with but can certainly hurt you financially. Right. You know, so that, that's a, those are good conversations to have. Uh, and they're, they're important conversations to have, Mike. And, you know, we have the conversation with people as well. You know, what's going to happen if there's a long-term medical, you know, need in the family? Are we going to allow the family to be financially devastated by that long-term care need, or are we going to do the proper thing to protect the assets? You know, do you want to use 3% of your assets to protect the other 97%, or do you want to expose all 100% to long-term care costs? Your choice. Yeah, and listen, I'll, I'll be the bad guy here, and I'm going to say it. I don't really feel comfortable saying it, but i got to say it. Dementia continues to oh. escalate in this country. You yeah. Know? And, and, and the good news is we're all living a lot longer, and, and we're happy to have our loved ones around us a lot longer. It's, it's a great thing. But, boy, Doug, we'd be lying if we didn't say, you know, what, where you're at now, and if you live X, mm -hmm. you could be a candidate. I could be a candidate. You know, I'm not, you know, and that could be quite a drain on your, on your financial money. Yeah, it really, really can. And we need to try to, you know, help people understand this. And there's lots of, you know, there's lots of potholes out there that we work with people on. You know, one of the things uh, I'll give something that we directly work with people on is beneficiary designations on IRAs, life insurance contracts, and the such. I'll also give another example. The same kids that I was just telling you and uh, who are inheriting a house, their parents were divorced and their father still had their his ex-wife, their mother, listed as the life insurance beneficiary. Now, she's not going to get the proceeds because she has no insurable interest in him. The proceeds are going to go to the children. But it's a hassle that they're going through right now in order to do that. And it could have been very easily avoided by just doing a beneficiary designation audit. No, oh, of course. You know, and, and I know you're big with that, Doug. I know you, yep. you're, you're on that. That's one of your hot buttons that you always speak about. Yeah. So all of these things are, you know, additional things that we can help you with. But, folks, you got to pick the phone up. We can't call you. We'll give you a complimentary consultation. We're happy to meet with you. We've got offices that are conveniently located to everybody who can listen to the radio show here. We'll make a house call if you'd like. We'll do a virtual appointment, whatever you want. But you got to pick the phone up and give us a call. And don't be shy. We're here to help you. The number is 855-262-3722. That number, again, is 855 262 Three seven two two. Anything else, Michael? That wraps it up. Have a great week, everybody. Until next week, do us a favor. Be fiscally smart. Bye-bye. At Wealth Management Group, we will guide you through a one-hour informative experience where you will walk out with a better understanding of your current financial situation, a strategy or plan that you may not have had before, and a feeling of confidence that you have taken a step toward your goals and freedom from wondering, all by investing just an hour of your time. Many people who have gone through our process have realized the sense of ease and clarity like they may not have had before. At Wealth Management Group, we have a process that provides individual financial programs customized for each client because you are not all the same and should have your own strategy, not a strategy that is the same as a thousand other people. 
We have offices in Clark, Parsippany, Martinsville, and Toms River to suit your needs. We observe and respect all protocols in order to keep everyone safe and healthy. Or if you wish, we can have our meeting on the phone or video. So we invite you to invest an hour of your time to go through our informational experience with no cost or obligation to the listeners of this show and come out after with something you didn't have before. The first step is simple. Just give us a call now at 855-262-3722 to get a date on our schedule. That number again is 855-262-3722 to take the initial step toward a sound financial future. Once again, that's 855-262-3722. We look forward to your call. The preceding program was paid for by Wealth Management Group, LLC. The views and opinions expressed on your financial future are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this station. Management has not investigated the claims made in financial services commercials that may air during this program. As always, it is advisable to consult a professional before making a major financial decision. Michael Bonacorso and Douglas Chapman are registered representatives offering securities through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. LPL Financial is under separate ownership from any other named entity. 1199 Raritan Road, Clark, New Jersey, 07066. For a comprehensive review of your personal tax or legal situation, always consult with a tax or legal advisor. Neither LPL Financial nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice. Join us again next week at the same time for your financial future.